Starting a podcast has been one of the biggest drivers of growth in my business, but there are a lot of moving parts behind the scenes to release episodes every single week. That's why I'm all about finding tools to make the process easier. And one of my favorite podcast tools is Riverside. Riverside is where I record all my episodes and guest interviews. It gives me studio quality audio and video every single time. What I love about Riverside is that it records video in 4K and has a bunch of AI tools to make post-production easier and faster. So if you run a podcast or you're thinking of starting one, don't do it without Riverside. Trust me, I've tried a bunch of others and Riverside is the best. And the cool thing is, as a listener of this podcast, you can get 15% off your Riverside subscription using the code MYBUSINESSPLAYBOOK. So head on over to riverside.fm to get started today. Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Well, hello, my friend. How are you today? I hope that you are doing so, so great. Now, I got to tell you, this podcast episode, I'm smiling as I'm talking about this because it was such a good conversation. Oh my gosh, we covered so, so much ground. So one of the big areas that I think holds a lot of business owners back is not knowing their numbers especially as creatives, we can sometimes be like, oh, like put our head in the sand and kind of feel like a bit allergic to the numbers. But the numbers side of your business is what allows you to actually grow. And it's the commercial side of your business, which literally, if you think about it, it is your entire business. And so I really want you to make a commitment to yourself that you are going to become confident with your numbers, that you're going to learn this. This is a skill. And one thing that I have learned as a creative is that you know, this didn't come naturally to me. This was not something that I like started my business and I was like, you know what? I love spreadsheets. I love numbers. This is where I live. No, (laughs) I had to learn this. And it's something that I'm constantly learning because it is not my default. Like it's not my default state to think about the numbers, to think about the data, to think about, oh, how is the, how are we performing financially? So I think it's really important for you to understand that this is a skill and this is a skill that's going to help you to grow. And I loved having this conversation with my friend, Gavin Smith. He is the founder of The Profit Analyst which is a leading financial coaching business on a mission to empower entrepreneurs through their numbers. Gavin has had a really incredible career. He's been a CFO of some pretty incredible businesses. And now what he does is he coaches entrepreneurs like you and like me to feel empowered, to feel confident, to feel clear with their numbers and to leverage their numbers to grow even more. So you are going to love this conversation. Let's dive straight into my chat with the wonderful Gavin Smith. Well, Gavin, my friend, I am so, so happy to have you on the podcast. We have been talking for a while and everything you've shared with me about profitability, about knowing your numbers in business has really, really helped me. And so I'm really excited to dive in and to get your wisdom on all things profit and cash flow and numbers. Um, Real quick, before we dive in, because I've got so many questions here for you, but before we dive in, can you give us like the 
kind of 60 second highlight reel of how you came to be where you are today. Yeah, can do. Um, so my career's had a three distinct parts to it. So I started out as a accountant, university, chartered accountant, KPMG, all the regular sort of stuff. Then I went into the commercial side. Uh, I worked for one of the world's largest marketing agencies, listed on the London Stock Exchange. It was about a 10 year sort of commercial career, career, a lot of buying and selling companies, turning around, running a global budget, et cetera. And then part three is being an entrepreneur myself. So I've started some Pilates studios, built a chain of those, purchased a bar, have built that up into a chain of bars. So I've got a bit of an entrepreneurial journey going on now. And so that's why these three distinct parts give me this real unique perspective on numbers and how to use them as a business owner. Yes. And I think that that's the really important thing because you are amazing at not only just understanding the numbers yourself, but you're really good at communicating how to use them and how to unpack them and kind of like uh, like leverage your numbers more to work for you. And I think that that's a real unique thing that you have. And so I want to talk about, like, we're going to talk about your system and your framework and how you help people because you help a lot of business owners with their numbers as well. But I want to kind of talk about why do you think this is so important for us as business owners to not only understand and kind of be across our numbers, but to actually know how to use our numbers? Why do you think that's so important? Yeah, I mean, numbers, are they're there whether you like them or not. So there's a huge portion of the business owners out there who just turn a blind eye to their numbers. You know, they think they don't like numbers, numbers don't like them, they don't want to know about them. Mm -hmm. But whether you like them or not, they're there. And then once you actually grasp them, know how to read them, know how to use them, they're amazing. They're one of the greatest advantages you can have as a business owner because they always tell you exactly what's going on. And once you know how to use them the right way, you can actually see the future so clearly from your numbers. And and it really shows you what's the next right step in my business. So as a business owner, you're making decisions literally day in, day out, which are, you know, guiding the commercial trajectory of your business and having your numbers there as a tool that you can actually reflect on, rely on, they help you make, you know, informed data-driven decisions. It just makes life so much easier as a business owner. And you don't have to be an accountant to be able to do it. You just need to know how to see the high level and then that'll help guide you in your business. Yeah. That'll help you take each step you need to do. And so, you know, confidence is something that we all want as business owners. You, know, you want more confidence. Am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right direction? Am I making this decision right? So yeah. having numbers is one of the tools in your toolkit it's such a huge advantage for a business owner. And I love it because numbers are unemotional. We can have an emotional response to numbers. Like we can have a relationship. I think we all have a relationship with money. We all have beliefs about money, but I like that. It's just like, well, this is an unemotional data driven thing that we should be using. It's a tool that we need to be using to make better decisions in our business. And I think for so many of us, particularly as creatives, we put our head in the sand when it comes to the numbers. We like, maybe we, we understand kind of our numbers, but we don't really know how to use them. And so I want to talk about, you've got this, you've got this three-step framework and I want to like, if you, if you could kind of share big picture, how does this framework work? What are the big steps that we need to be thinking about as entrepreneurs when it comes to our numbers? So I developed this framework because once I started on the entrepreneurial journey for myself, you know, I was mixing with a lot of other business owners, be it in, in coaching groups or just networking things or even just fellow business owners around me. And 
that's when it really became apparent to me how much other business owners aren't using their numbers at all and mm-hmm. and what a weakness or missed opportunity there is amongst the major population of business owners and so i've been teaching people the whole way through my journey you know how to use their numbers how to make numbers really accessible to them and that i guess started the first part of the process which is how to simplify it down because mm-hmm. you know i get it it would seem easy for me you've done uni a chartered accountancy degree all that sort of stuff yes numbers come easy to me but Honestly, you don't need to know all of that stuff as a business owner. It really, when you simplify them down, you only need to know a handful of key numbers and that's all you need to know as a business owner. Mm -hmm. And so through all those conversations I had with people, that's where I really developed that first part, how to simplify all this stuff down, all this accounting stuff down, take away all the complexity, confusion, jargon, get rid of all of that, make it really accessible to business owners. Because once you do that, business owners can actually grasp it for the first time and think, oh, this is actually really simple, really easy. Now I can see my numbers. That that helps them move into part two of the three three steps. And that's actually getting to know your numbers. And and by know your numbers, like real emphasis on the your. Like what are the key numbers that you should know for your business? Once yeah. you're looking at numbers in a simplified framework, honestly, it comes down to two or three key numbers from your PL, maybe two numbers from your balance sheet. And that's about it. And that's all you really need to know as a business owner because Knowing your numbers like that moves you into part three, which is how do you use your numbers? And that is you're making decisions day in, day out, every day. And if you know how those decisions are going to impact those two or three key numbers, that's all you need to know. You know, you know that you're making the right choices that are going to direct your business in the way you want it to go. Do you want it to scale? Do you want it to um, just stay where it is, but become more efficient or whatever it is that you're trying to drive those numbers for? You can see it really easily in your numbers. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, the three parts of the journey is how to simplify numbers how do they know your numbers and then how to actually use them? Yes. And I, I love what you said earlier about this is all about us becoming confident with our business direction. Yeah. And it's a really important part of our business, right? Like so many people are like, oh, I'm just in business to serve people. I'm just in business to like, I love my craft and I love what I do. But at the end of the day, if our business isn't profitable, it's not a business, it's a hobby. And it's an expensive ass hobby. Yeah. And so we need to, like there are way better hobbies than this. So like we actually need to really unpack this and understand these three elements. It's so, so important. So when you say simplifying your numbers, if we, if we go to step one of your framework, when you say simplifying your numbers, what does complicated numbers look like? Like what, what are we kind of, how are we simplifying this and, and what are we avoiding by doing this? Yeah, well, I can't. <laughs> To, uh, you know, your standard accountant does a really good job of complicating numbers when they <laughs> give you financial reports and they're, you know, pages long and they're just filled full of like 0.5 font <laughs> style yes. numbers to fill them all in a whole page. You know, nobody's reading that. You, you can't see the wood for the trees. It, it's just like you, that screen on the matrix of numbers, where, but you're not actually reading it. You just, your brain checks out. You can't deal with it. So in terms of um, simplifying financials, when it comes to looking at a, a P&L, so that's the report that tells you the profitability for your business. It's all about income, less the expenses. Did I make money? Yes or no? Yeah. My profit. Uh, instead of looking at a whole page worth of expenses, my first step is always to summarize that down into just five key categories because once you've, you don't need all of the detail that's on there. If you want yeah. that level of detail, then you go find it. You know, if one of those five numbers doesn't look right, then you can go deeper and find out what it is. But, you know, you don't need to have, all these different account items. Some I look at some people's P&Ls and there's things on there. You know, it's like bookkeepers have just had free reign. They've decided to create an account for every different possible type of expense <laughs> yes. in the business. 
And so, yeah, <laughs> so it gets too long, right? You can't deal with it. But once you just summarize a PL down to five key, five key numbers, which the numbers incidentally, incidentally that I use are direct cost of sales, so anything you're buying to on sale, um, team costs, anything related to any team that you have at all. So instead of looking at salaries and wages and superannuation and workers' compensation insurance and blah, blah, yeah. blah, just group it all up, that's team costs. Yeah. Uh, property costs, if you happen to have anything related to rent and outgoings, et cetera. Business growth or marketing, and this is a really key category to highlight on its own, um, and I can touch on that a little bit later. And then the last category is just overheads. And overheads is anything that doesn't fit into COGS, team, property marketing is overhead and put it into that category. Uh-huh. And so all of a sudden when you, you're only looking at five numbers, you can you, your brain can compute that. You can deal with that. You know, like, oh, the team costs are really big or I spent way too much yeah. on overheads this month. You know, simplifying it down like that, then your brain can comprehend what you're looking at. There's not too many numbers all of a sudden. So, yeah. and you think if you look at a P&L, which is a summary of how you're performing over time, you know, you look at a P&L for a month or a quarter or a year or something like that. And the purpose of a P&L is in your business day to day, you have thousands of transactions taking place. You know, you're paying yeah. for this, buying for that, money's coming in, going out. What a P&L does is just summarizes all that down and puts it on a page. The problem is the typical accountant version is not necessarily, it might have might have summarized the thousands of transactions, but it still put them in so many accounts. So if we yeah. can just summarize that down even further, just those five key categories, then when you're looking at your P&Ls over time, it's so much easier to spot the trends, to see what's going on, to see what the, you know, the, the, the numbers tell a story for a business. And so when you can actually mm. look at all the numbers and sort of see the story in that summarized version, it's way easier for you to comprehend it, to see what's going on. Cool. So that those five numbers, that just gives us clarity. And then from there, the next step is knowing your numbers, right? So how do we then go, once we've simplified the numbers, how do we then interpret yeah. those numbers and know the numbers? What, what does that look like? Yeah, sure. So let's imagine we're looking at the five numbers for your business. Mm-hmm. And let's imagine we're looking at the last three years in a row. So we've got sort of three columns, five numbers. Now it's easy for us to see what are the key numbers that actually drive your business. You know, is it the team cost? Is that team cost going up or down? Is it the marketing? How much have you been spending on marketing each year? Yeah. Have you not been spending on marketing? Um, and and it, they'll be different from business to business, right? So in um, creatives type businesses, agencies and stuff, typically there's a lot of people. It's a service-based yeah. business. So team mm-hmm. cost is always going to be one of the biggest factors in there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let's just go to a totally different industry all of a sudden. Maybe it's a, a petrol station or a, something like that where you're, or a retail store. They're way more concerned about their cost of goods sold or we shorthand to COGS. You know, the things they're buying to sell, that's the biggest driver in their, in their numbers. So once you've got your numbers summarized down and you're looking at them, it's way easier to start to understand what are the important numbers for you. So most um, agencies I work for, let's go right back in my career when I was working for the listed marketing agency, we had some clear benchmarks that we wanted to see in every P&L, which was team cost was only ever 60% of the whole business. So you mm-hmm. had income, team cost, overheads. We always wanted to see 60% team cost, 20% for the rest of the cost, which generally broke down to sort of overheads and, and the property and yep. a 20% profit margin. So it was like this 60, 20, 20. Cool. Using that super simple framework, we had a hundred different offices in 70 countries and I could be on and off a plane, appear at any, any um, marketing agency in the world that we owned, look up their P&L and straight away you see, okay, team cost is too high or spending too much on property or whatever yeah. it is because we had this really basic framework. We knew the key numbers, 
that we needed to know for, for that business model. And it's the same across other, other industries as well. Um, yeah. Hospitality will work, you know, they all hospitality businesses want 30% on the food and drinks mm -hmm. that they're buying, 30% on the team costs, 10% on the rent. And, and it's knowing these couple of key numbers for your industry or for your business, then yeah. it gives you like this simple framework that every time you look at your numbers, you're knowing what you want to see. Cool. Are there any benchmarks, Gav, that are like, okay, if you run an agency, let's say like you're a photographer and are there any benchmarks of like, this is the kind of breakdown that it should be? Yeah. Um, so it depends at what size of the scale journey they're in. You know, if it's a solo entrepreneur, yeah. it's very different, right? You know, yeah. you're going to be spending not much on team costs because it's your own wage and you can either be taking that as wages or profit. Uh, and then, you know, in that sort of stage, it's all about sort of marketing activities and the overheads. And, and some of those things can look like pretty heavy costs when you're a solopreneur because you're just getting started. But as you start to scale your business, some of those costs sort of dwindle away, like the overheads, for example, because, you know, some overheads don't change. The price that you spend on a subscription or an accounting software or mm -hmm. whatever it might be, they don't change. So as your business gets bigger, they get smaller and smaller and drift away, uh, drift to the background. Whereas... An agency that's at scale with employees, yeah. team costs for sure. It's a service-based business. That team cost is going to be the biggest cost that's in a business, uh, sorry, in, a, in an agency type business. And that's where once um, an agency starts to build, you know, and have multiple employees, the ratios for that size business, honestly, are the same if you've got five employees compared to if you had 3,000 employees as a, a global listed agency. You know, yeah. you, you're still looking to spend about maximum 60% on team, 20% yeah. on overheads and the rest of the cost of the business and, and make a 20% profit. Having said that, just caution with benchmarks is that just because they're the benchmarks doesn't mean that's what you need to settle for or what you need to do. Yes, so, I love know, that. So you can outperform the benchmarks and be a way more efficient or a better business and we'll have a bit of nuances on our in our business depending on what our unique offer is to the market. We'll be slightly different from the rest of the crowd and, and have slightly different yeah. but the benchmarks do give you a great uh, starting point to be able to assess any business. Okay. This is so helpful. Hey, my friend, real quick, I have a favor to ask. If you love my business playbook and if it has helped you in your business journey, then I would love for you to leave us a five-star review. It will take you all of 60 seconds, but it means the world to me. And it helps us to get the word out about the show, which means we can help more people just like you. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, so that's kind of knowing your numbers and then... The next level up from there is using your numbers. What do you mean when you say use your numbers? Like once we kind of know our numbers, we've interpreted it, now what? Yeah. So it's using your numbers for me starts with a formula. It's a really basic formula. Um, and I like to sort of go a few layers deep on this formula though, because then it really hits home. So if we start at the highest level, profit equals income minus expenses. Really simple, mm -hmm. right? You know, how much money came in minus the money we expenses we spent to get that income. What's left over if we if we have a, a surplus, more income than expenses, we've made a profit. So that's a really basic profit formula. Once we go the next layer deeper though, we can break those numbers up. And this is where we start to see what we refer to as levers or drivers. So if we take income, for example, and go one layer deeper, income is made up of number of clients or number of transactions multiplied by the price that I'm charging them. Mm -hmm. 
So all of a sudden you have two variables to play with for income. So back to the top level, if you want more profit, you either need to have more income or less expenses. Let's say we want more income. Okay, we actually have two choices now for more income. We either find more clients or we increase our prices that we're charging. So this is when we get down to this, what I refer to as the profit formula layer, get the second layer down. And this is where we start to see, um, okay, the levers that I have for income are price and volume. And then when we go over to the expense side, I want to break those expenses down into uh, the, the typical um, accountant version of this or analyst version of this is we break expenses into what we refer to as fixed and variable costs. Yeah. Bit of a boring analysis type term, but it basically <laughs> means fixed costs are things that don't go up or down when income goes up or down. For example, rent or your yeah. accountant fees or your software fees. They don't, you know, those things don't care how much income you've got. They just stay the same. Whereas the other type of expenses do go, do fluctuate. We call those variable expenses. They fluctuate in proportion to what's going on with your income. Yeah. So if you're an agency, uh, you're doing a million dollars worth of income, say you're spending about $600,000 on your team cost. If you doubled your agency the next year, it's $2 million. You would expect to double your wages as well because mm -hmm. you need twice as many people there to do the work. So in that case, that, that team cost is a, is a variable cost. It's gone from doubled 600 to 1.2 million of a $2 million business. So that's a variable cost. Okay. Getting a bit technical, but it's basically, no, if you go back to my earlier framework, break your PL into five simple categories, team, cost of goods, marketing, overheads, property. We take a look at those and we, and we want to identify are they fixed or variable costs because if you, and we put this into that formula. So now we were able to create a really simple formula for your business. Income is price times volume. The expenses are team, marketing, overheads. Are they fixed or variable costs? And now that we know this formula, this is when you actually put that onto a spreadsheet and, you, and you've basically um, got the really simple formula that makes your business work. And mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you want more profit. You've now have, you know, five, six, seven different options on the page here that you're playing with. Is it the income side of it, the price and volume, or is it actually the team or the overheads or how much you're spending on marketing? And so yes. this is where we get into the starting to use your numbers, right? Because now you've got a written formula for your business. Uh, simple logic says more profit, either more income or less expenses. But when you actually look at most businesses, it's not as straightforward as that. It's actually a little bit more on the creative side or the um, strategist side, or it's actually like, actually, if I were to increase my team or increase my marketing, all of a sudden that significantly increases my volume. And so maybe a small increase in expenses creates a bigger increase in income. Mm. And so these are the different ways we can play around with your numbers. So yeah. uh, I have a tool, um, it's called the Profit Calculator. It's, you probably see me advertising it for free, but you can also find it free on my website. There's this little banner yeah. at the top that says download the Profit Calculator here. It is this tool where you can put your numbers in your formula in for your business and have a play around with it. And this is the using your numbers component of it, right? Yes. So you've, you know, your numbers, you know what your numbers are for these things. And now you're starting to use your numbers and, and you play with them in this tool. And it's literally like playing a little game and, and it shows you, you know, what the scale future is of your business. So you can see already in advance, I want to be a bigger business. This is what my numbers would have to look like. And yeah. so how do I get there? Well, I start spending more in this category or I focus on, or volume or I focus on higher prices or, or whatever it might be. So it I enables you to use your numbers to see the future, gives you the strategy, shows you exactly what you need to do to help scale your business. Oh, Gav, that's so good. And it's so helpful because I think sometimes 
the traditional model of scaling. So when I ran an agency, I started to realize, you know what, I don't really like managing a team. And so if this is the model that I'm going to go down, I'm going to have to either hire someone to manage the team or I'm going to have to upskill in this area or I'm just not going to do this model anymore. And we ended up going down that, like we still have an amazing team and it's a small team, but I didn't want to scale to having 30 employees. Like that was just not my, that was not my bag. I didn't want to do that. And so it's really cool to actually see the numbers and go, all right, if I don't want that particular element to increase the team expenses, let's say, if I don't want that, then what what lever do I need to pull so that I can still increase my income? And then it becomes like for me, it became, oh, okay, well, what is my offer? How can I structure my offer so that it's more scalable? What's my pricing? Like the lever of pricing is such an easy one to pull. And I think a lot of people, Gav, have resistance to increasing their pricing. But what I have found is that when we simplify the numbers, know the numbers, and then use our numbers, we can actually go, you know what? I am really, really undercharging. It's not just that I feel it in my soul and in my brain. I actually am, and I can see it on paper. And so it's not an emotional decision anymore. It's a strategic decision. And it's a decision that you go, right, well, if I need to keep these other things the same, this is the only lever I've got. And so I'm going to like... I don't want to get more clients. I want to increase my spend per client. So I think it just, yeah. it's so empowering when we actually know this. Yeah. Yeah. The price, the price and volume levers are really important. And you, and you look at them in a um, matrix, you know, in particular, we see what is my prices and what are my volumes? That's a sort of a matrix to see what the resulting income is. That's super empowering for someone who's resisting as well, because you can see how many people can you actually service and then at what prices, what would that look like? And and you're quite right. You know, you get to a point where scaling my business, the solution is not more people a lot of the time. Yeah. It's actually yes. less people service much better, more better. Sorry to- totally. The cool thing is for us, now that we've identified, cool, this is generally how much it costs us to acquire a client. We can then, like you were saying earlier, like it kind of becomes like a machine. We can then go, right, well, if we increase our ad spend by X amount, if it follows the the kind of trend, we're going to see that we can actually increase how many clients we can get. And so it becomes, well, money in and and we can kind of see the output and the return on investment right away because yeah. it becomes a machine rather than a, oh, I'm just going to pop money on this and see how that goes. It becomes, sometimes we can do like cowboy advertising and it's like, I'm going to throw money here and I'm going to do this here. I'm going to invest in this here. And we don't actually know, well, if I spend a dollar, how much do I actually make back? And I think, again, yeah. that's something we need to understand as well. Yeah. So the the framework I'm talking about with the formula and then you put it in the proper calculator, so you're actually seeing your numbers on a page. The beauty of that is it shows like escalating numbers all the way down the page. So Mm -hmm. you can pick off each one of those columns, each one of those topics, be it price or volume, or be it team cost, how much I'm spending on marketing, how much I'm spending on overheads. And you just go down the page and you start to think about what that future look like for me. You know, if I doubled my volume, you'll see how the columns all sort of interrelate to each other. If I doubled my volume, well, I would have to increase my team. I would have to bring on some more back office support or some more client facing team or whatever that mm-hmm. might be. Um, 
maybe price is the opposite. If I were to double my prices, obviously the volume would go down, go back the other way maybe. Yeah. But then you'd focus through the other columns as well. And it's like, yeah, a lot of the times people are seeing, particularly if they're a solopreneur or it's, you know, a one person show with maybe a few support around them, there's definitely a ceiling there and they can see it on the page. I'm only going to be able to go this far down the sheet yeah. unless I bring in a senior hire, unless I relinquish control over this fast of my business or that fast of my business to free up my time so mm -hmm. that I can move down the page. Marketing column. This one is actually at least 50% of the business I look through this tool. This is the underutilized column. Yeah. It's typically really low comparatively to the size of the business. And we'll be looking at someone's numbers in the calculator and we, we'll see, look, your business could handle way more volume without increasing team, without increasing overheads, without increasing anything. You could do double the volume and you know be making so much more profit, which we can prove in the calculator. Yeah. The only thing you need is leads. Well, the only thing you need is volume. Yet you're not spending a cent in the marketing column. Yes. So let's get confident. We can put some money in here. And, and it's a challenge, like a, a sort of mindset challenge I like to give people of what if we triple that marketing budget or 10x that marketing budget? What would happen? And it's, you know, well, look, yes, the expense will go up. But if I were to 10x my marketing budget, I'm going to significantly increase my leads, mm -hmm. significantly increase my volume. I'm going to be, you know, way further down on the page. What does that look like? Oh, I can pay for a 10x marketing budget and still walk away with more profit than I'm making now, you know? And it's, yeah. it's often the missing piece for a lot of business owners is marketing activities. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes to that. I completely agree. And I think it's <laughs> so interesting because, and Gav, you might find this, a lot of people, they go, all right, the only lever I have to pull is my expenses. So I've got to just cut all my costs. I can't invest. And like, we hear this a lot. I can't invest in coaching. No, I can't invest in marketing. I can't invest in ads. And we're like, well, why not? You need to be doing that so that you can get leads, so that you can get clients, so that you can make more money. And so it's like this yeah. mindset thing, I think a lot of people think, and it's old school money thinking as well, where it's like, well, if I want to, like we, we've kind of grown up in this you, you create a budget, you stick to your budget, you cut costs, you, you kind of restrict. Yeah. I hear these comments like a dollar saved and all this kind of stuff. And it's not true. It's not true yeah. because it's like, I could get someone on my email list. It could cost me $3 to get that lead. And then they might buy my thousand dollar course in like that. I spend $3 or $5 or whatever the cost per lead is. And I make a thousand dollars. That's crazy. And so it's like, I think we need to be thinking about, we can be really one dimensional with how we think about business. And it's actually a game of constraints and figuring out what is the constraint in my business? What do I need to, which lever do I need to pull? And also we have to become investors in our business and, and actually treat it like, okay, this is a business. My job is to keep the business alive. What needs to happen? I'm going to actually invest and trust that I'm going to see a return. And I think I get really like passionate about this because I think so many people are doing it backwards. They're, they're thinking, I'm just going to cut costs when actually they need to increase their expenses in the marketing area for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the profit calculator is awesome for that because it gives you, gives a lot of business owners confidence because they can actually see those numbers before going and increasing the spending. They can actually make that sort of hypothetical um, scenario in their head. You know, well, if I did spend more on that and that did actually result, what would my business look like? And for, 90% of 99% of business owners. That's awesome because we're in business to grow, right? We love building things. We want to scale yeah. and stuff. Uh, yeah. And then on the flip side of it, I completely agree with you. There's, there's a lot of mindset out there, traditional mindset out there. 
And to be honest, it's the sort of mindset that does keep people stuck in the level of their business where it is when they just purely focus on the expenses. And it's a bit of a bugbear of mine with profit first stuff, which you see out there because the whole profit first stuff is, okay, your revenue minus what profit you want to make is your expenses. And if the expenses are too high or you're not making enough profit, just focus on your expenses and cut the expenses. Never Mm. talks about actually the giant lever on the page is the revenue. And if we actually focus on spending on revenue generating activities, we're going to massively grow our profit rather than the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave that one aside. Um, No, but that's so true. Yeah. And, And yeah, that's where knowing your numbers, using your numbers, seeing them, is really powerful in giving you the confidence to make these decisions. So, you know, if you're someone who's built a bit of a business and scaled a business, it's a lot easier to sort of talk back to people who haven't and being like, oh, just go spend in these areas, you know, that'll make your business work. But if you're just starting out, you know, you're scared to spend, you haven't got the resources to be spending on different things here and there and stuff. So um, starting to get to know your numbers gives you the confidence to make those decisions. Yes, this is so good. Now, I've got two more questions for you. One more thing I want to know. So we've talked about this three-step process, simplifying, knowing, and using your numbers. How often should we be doing this? Like, is it a weekly thing? Is it a monthly thing? Is it a quarterly thing? How how frequently should we be doing this? Sure. So when it comes to knowing your numbers, we need to be aware there's actually three different types of numbers. So there's profitability numbers or the numbers that you find on your P&L. These are all about how well is the business performing? You know, am I actually making a profit? Is this business worthwhile doing? Yeah. Then the second set of numbers, these are the numbers related to our net worth. We find them on our balance sheet. It lists all the things that we own, which is accounting speak is assets, all the things we owe to other people, accounting word is liabilities, what's left over, that's your net worth. So your profitability and your financial position or your net worth, which is your P&L and your balance sheet, uh, at a minimum, you want to be looking at those ones on a monthly basis. Best to look every month to keep a check of those to see what's going on big picture in your business month to month. Um, you can look at them on a quarterly basis or an annual basis for your P&L. You, know, you can project forward monthly, quarterly, et cetera. Then the third set of numbers though, back to I said there's three types of numbers. Yeah. Profitability, net worth. Third set is cash flow. Cash flow is all about the actual cash coming in or out of your bank account. So I'm actually not a fan of the cash flow statements, which you can find out of zero and things like that, those kind of reports. Uh, they're a bit backwards looking. They're grouped into accounting categories that don't make sense for common business people. Yeah. What you're better off doing is getting a basic cash flow forecast in place for your business. Now, this is about watching what cash is coming in and out of your bank account on a weekly basis. Okay. Because many business owners don't look at their financial statements. They just focus on their bank account. And yeah. that's how they think they're checking in on their numbers. They know what's going on. They look at the bank account. Mm-hmm. The challenge with that is money coming in or out of your bank account is on different cycles. Some things are on weekly cycles, some things fortnightly, some things monthly, some things quarterly. So for example, subscriptions might be monthly, team might be fortnightly, uh, your Facebook spend might be weekly, your your BAS, your GST, that sort of stuff, tax liabilities might be quarterly. And because of the patterns of these cycles, every now and again, they overlap and a weekly, fortnightly, monthly, <laughs> quarterly all land in one week. Your bank That's a, a down. week of sadness. And- That's a week of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> 100%, yeah. But the week before is awesome, right? Because yeah. you're like, there's so much cash in the bank. I am doing it in business at the moment. I've really it. sold this business thing. Yeah. yeah. And so looking at your uh, cash flow on a week-to-week basis is something we do in all my clients and all my businesses that I own. I always wanted to see the cash flow weekly. And that means I'm looking at 
the history, sort of what's coming in around the bank account on a weekly basis. And I've also got it projected minimum of three months in advance on a weekly basis. The projection might sound hard, but it's not. You just look at the patterns in the history of the numbers, right? That's every week. I'll just forecast that every week. That's every month. I can forecast that every month. The only sort of variable in there is your, is your income. And all of a sudden, you know what your bank balance is every week, 12 weeks in advance. Yeah. And that's huge. That gives you so much confidence as, well as a business owner because anything goes wrong, you need to spend in a hurry, you need to hire someone, you want to do this, can I afford this? When you know what your bank balance is every day, like weeks in advance, you make decisions like that like much quicker because you're not scared about cash. You're not having the sleepless nights about, oh, that buzz is way because I thought it was going to be, how am I going to pay for that in a month's time sort of thing. It's, you're, not, you're not walking around doing the mental arithmetic in your head trying to work out if you can pay for something. Yes. Okay. I'm going to answer. But so there's three types of numbers, P&L balance sheet cash flow. I look at P&L balance sheet on a monthly basis and I look at cash flow on a weekly basis. Love that. So that's how regularly I like checking on my numbers. I look at cash weekly and I look at the big picture stuff monthly. Yeah. Okay. And so just, I, I want to give people a really clear next step. So a lot of people here, they work with their accountant. They might work with a bookkeeper. What do you think is like, if, if people could take one step from this conversation and go and take action on one thing, what do you think would be the right next step? Yeah. So just to touch on the accountant and bookkeeper point, just consider what their roles are. Your bookkeeper's role is to record your data correctly and have it clean in an accounting system. Their role is not to interpret or to make day-to-day decisions for you. Yep. Your accountant's role is to deal with your compliance. They file your tax returns. They make your financial statements at the end of the year. They deal with your BAS and any other sorts of compliance. And that's what their business is built around. They make 99% of their money out of compliance work. So again, they're not there to help you understand the day-to-day commercials of your business. Your accountant doesn't care if you made 10% margin or 30% margin. That's up to you. Yeah. So we need to sort of break this myth that I don't need to do it because my accountant does it. Your yes. accountant doesn't do it. They deal with your compliance. Uh-huh. The commercial success of your business, that is 100% your responsibility, which means at some point, if you want to grow and scale a business, you've got to learn this number stuff. Yeah. So where do they go through from here? I mean, it's really about educating themselves. Unfortunately, they, they have to do the time to, you know, if you're, if you're someone who doesn't know finance, doesn't know numbers at all, you do have to invest in, in the time and effort to start to learn it. But I promise you, it'll be the biggest return on investment effort you'll ever yes. make because if you're growing and scaling a business, a small investment to learn your numbers is going to pay significant dividends over the lifetime as a, as a business owner. You're going to be in business 5, 10, 20 years, maybe even longer. And you know, if the difference is between making 100 grand or 200 grand each year over 20 years, it's an extra couple of million dollars. And you know, the time investment you need to take to just learn your numbers right now it's minuscule. You know, you get a hundred X return on investment of learning this stuff. So yes. where to go, obviously put, put my hand up as a, this is what I do. I teach other business owners how to simplify numbers, how to know their numbers. Um, that's what my business, the profit analyst is all about. So please just give us a follow on social media. It's at the yeah. profit analyst. Uh, we're always putting little bits of value and videos and stuff on there to give people context. And it's exactly what we do. We teach a coaching program, which is called the profit game plan. It's a nine module, nine week program where we take people through this journey. It's how to think of your numbers, how to know your numbers, and then how to use your numbers. And we give people all of my tools, which are just the actual tools I've built and use in my own businesses. And I'm just teaching other people how to use them. And we give them the coaching along the way, education, et cetera. 
And and for anyone listening to this, this is so valuable because when you see Gav do this, it's like, oh, that makes sense. And there's an actual system for this. So it's really, really valuable. So we're going to pop um, Gavin's Instagram handle into the show notes. We're also going to pop the profit calculator, the freebie into the show notes as well. So you can check that out. Um, just click on the show notes. You can click the link. Um, Gav, thank you so, so much. I feel like we could talk for so much longer, but I'm going to let you go. I love your work. Just remind everyone again, where can people find you? Where can people check it you out? Yeah, sure. So um, at The Profit Analyst on both Instagram and Facebook, or my website is just theprofitanalyst.com. So it's really simple. Um, on The Profit Analyst, if anybody wants to catch up with me, you can just book a time straight in there on my diary. For anybody who does want to do my program, The Profit Game Plan, uh, I always just start with a free one-on-one phone call with people where I actually take their numbers and put them into my tools so that they can actually see, you know, is this worthwhile for me? What would I learn? How does this stuff actually work with my numbers? Uh, so that's how anybody gets started with working with me. Just book in one of the free, I call it a profit game plan call, book one of those in and we'll just have a, a chat about it. Um, and I should also stress that for many, many business owners, there's a real sense of sort of vulnerability around sharing their numbers and talking about numbers with people. Um, I've been doing this for years. I've looked at thousands of businesses' numbers. I've helped many, many business owners get out of trouble that they've got themselves into, unfortunately. And But, you know, we can save a business. We can guide it out. Um, but I was really bringing this up to say, look, you're not expected to know numbers. There's a sort of shame around the fact that I've built a business and I don't know my numbers. And it's a, it's a real shame on a lot of business owners and they won't ever learn about it because they're fearful around that space. But you know, th- that's why I exist. That's why this I created this business to help people in that exact position. And there's no shame in it. You know, you, you started a business because you had a passion or a skill for whatever it might be, photography, graphic design, whatever. You didn't start a business because you loved spreadsheets and wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> but, you know, yet here we are a few years down the road, you've built a business and all of a sudden you're expected to know all of this stuff and that, that just yeah. doesn't happen. So there's no shame in not knowing. Um, and there's definitely no... F- you know, judgment or anything from my side with talking with people who, who don't understand numbers, who don't get it. That's what I'm here for. That's why I love it. Yeah. And it's so empowering. So if you're listening to this and you're like, holy heck, I don't know any of this stuff. It's all good. Go talk to Gav. He knows what's up. Um, Gav, I love your work. Thank you so, so much for spending the time. I so appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Laura. Well, I hope that you found that conversation really helpful for you and your business. And I hope that you feel empowered to get really clear and confident with your numbers. Now, be sure to check out the show notes because we've linked Gavin's website, his Instagram, and also the freebie, the profit calculator that he mentioned. So be sure to check that out and be sure to download that. It's going to help you a whole bunch. And as a quick reminder, if you love the episode, please share it with a friend. It means the world to me when you do that. Thank you so much. I will see you back here. Same time, same place next week. I love your work. Go get them.